Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation Artist of the Day, Red Hot Chili Peppers. we got to get to our guest. We're running late. He's got a meeting to go to. Yeah, let's, uh, without further ado, let's get to Jerry McNamara. Jerry, uh, thanks for coming on on a game day. Uh, we were just uh, talking with Matt Park about the event next week, uh, the, the watch party. Uh, I know you're focused on the game. We'll get into the game in a second, but uh, how much are you and, and the rest of your, your teammates looking forward to, to this opportunity next Friday? Yeah, to, to be completely honest, I haven't really given it much thought, um, <laughs> to be 100% honest. You know, one of the things that happened yesterday is Josh Pace had reached out to me and said, hey, can't wait to see you, pal. And, and you know, that kind of drove it home, like, wow, we're only you know right around the corner from this happening. I've just kind of been entrenched in what we're trying to accomplish and do that I haven't really given it much thought. Um, you know, and then obviously with the Jersey retirement, um, you know, usually one of those things, events like that, to me, in the position I'm in, kind of more stressful in terms of tickets and, you know, having your family all come up that, you know, thank God for my wife taking care of the majority of that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's hard to believe it's 20 years, but, um, you know, just the opportunity to see this team together for the first time since then, um, you know, I think once once the event time hits, it's going to be pretty special for all of us, I think. Oh, I, I was waiting for you, Paul. I to, wasn't going to oh, ask okay. Jerry that question. All right, fair enough. Jerry, I was going to ask if the, the greatest moment of 2003 for you was you actually meeting me. I remember that interview. <laughs> that, was back at the, that was back at the hotel. I think you, just like nowadays, you probably asked me one or two inappropriate questions. <laughs> Not much has changed on that end for 20 years, but... Um, I do, I, I do recall that. I remember. I think we did it back at the hotel in the room, just messing around. And, um, yeah, you know, you, that night, some of the stuff is fuzzy in terms of what exactly. I know I had a bunch of family, but I do remember the interview you and I had. Yeah, I, you know, I, I told this story last week too. Another fuzzy memory about after the game, for some reason, you, myself, and Matt Gorman were on Mar or uh, Bourbon Street, and you were signing autographs, and Matt Gorman kept handing the ball. To me to sign also. So people out there have autographed national championship balls with my autograph on it. Well, there's a few people. There's a few people in Denver, Colorado that probably have one signed by Jose Canseco because I've seen that signature on a basketball from Matt Gorman. That's right. So, yeah, that, that, that doesn't surprise me much. All right, Jerry, I know you're locked in on a game tonight, um, and we'll talk more about the, the anniversary next week. But as for this this opponent, listen, this is a huge game for both these teams. We know that. Clemson is trying to get into the tournament just like you guys are. They're 1-5 in, in their last five uh, – 1-4, rather, in their last five. What, what what has changed, do you think, for this team, and, and what are you expecting to see out of this guy, out of this squad tonight? Well, you, you got to figure coming off last game is on the road and – um, they've been a completely different team at their place. Uh, seven and one at home. Their only loss being in Miami in a four-point game. And, um, you know, I think when I look back, the last time we were here, just how physical the play was when we played them. How difficult they were to go around defensively. They were very, very physical on drives. Um, you know, I think the one thing when 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 you only make four for I think twenty-four they were from the three against Louisville. I mean, you're going to struggle to beat anybody. We just obviously went through that where we really struggled from the perimeter against Duke and just kind of couldn't get our offense going. Um, you know, but they've had they've relied on on players like Hunter Tyson and um, and, and PJ Hall. I think PJ Hall is terrific. Um, 
you know, so they've got a lot of quality players, but the kid Tyson's had a terrific season. Um, but again, when, when, when they've been at home, they've been a completely different ball club. They can ramp their pressure up. They've shot it well. They've won games late here. Um, so this, you're facing a different animal when you play them at their place. You know, one of the things that come out of that Duke game that, that you referred to was was the play of Jesse Edwards and how Duke defended Jesse, right? I mean, you know, you look at his stats, you say, well, he only had five points. He only took three shots. I mean, they made his life very difficult. They double-teamed him when he touched it. Moving forward, and, and I don't know if necessarily that'll be an issue tonight. We've been talking about how, you know, Clemson doesn't have the same amount of size necessarily that, that Duke does. But when you see that again moving forward, how do you combat a team throwing, you know, two guys at him and and making sure that he can still find a way to be effective. Well, first and foremost, we we weren't able to get him the ball close enough. Um, you know, the majority of his touches came outside the paint. Um, the better job, the better job he can do to seal position and get it closer to the basket. Obviously, the more efficient he's going to be, and the more opportunities he's going to have. Um, you know, the second thing is against a team like that, it's almost like, you know, years for years people would say it's difficult to simulate the Syracuse zone. And, you know, it's difficult to simulate the double that they had. I mean, Derek Lively is as good defensively as anybody in the country. Um, and, and that's fine. That's that's great. But when you send a double team, usually you're sending a double team of, of a player that's maybe a little bit smaller, not as physical, but they're sending a double team a lot of times with another seven-footer. I think that was the biggest issue for him was seeing the size at both positions in the double. Uh, so the brief chances we had of opportunities to pick it apart and make some plays out of it, we weren't able to capitalize on it. We turned it over once. We got the ball tipped. Uh, we dropped one off and bobbled it. Um, we just weren't able to counter off of their aggression in terms of double teaming. But uh, a couple things, we got to do a little bit better job of getting him better position down low. He's got to do a better job of sealing and finding his opportunities from six feet and in. And, um, you know, again, Duke had a really good game plan, and they, you know, we, we played poorly. We did, but a lot of that was attributed to how they defended. They, they were a better defensive team in person than, than I think I had scouted. Um, and, and one of the reasons was it, it was really difficult to see around two seven-footers. You know, one big picture question for you, Jerry. We've been talking a lot about the net and how, you know, if, if teams or conferences don't get off to a good start uh, in the non-conference, that there's not much they can do once they get into conference to, to you know, to prove that narrative or prove that reputation wrong. Do you think the net, should, you know, they should change how they, the metrics and, and how they put together these, these net resumes as you look at NCAA tournament? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, if you could play in the Big Ten and uh, the Big 12 and, and, you know, be 3-12 and 12 right now or 11 and, you know, have a significantly better net than some of the some of the teams that are in our position where we've played well in conference. And, uh, we've got 17, 18 wins, 16 wins, and, um, you know, it doesn't give you a lot of opportunities. Um, you know, our non-conference schedule really hurt us, the, the league's non-conference schedule where teams got off to a poor start. Um, you know, I think we're in that boat in terms of we, we dropped two that we shouldn't have and uh, had opportunities within conference play that we could have capitalized on and weren't able to get over the hump. Um, but, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's flawed in terms of you could be playing really good basketball and winning and not necessarily moving up in the net rankings because of where they have your opponent. And, um, you know, that's an issue. I think when, it, when it's all said and done, things will shake out. And hopefully the committee factors in other things than just that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's something that we've, we've obviously talked about as a staff that, uh, you can look around the country and, and 
other people are getting more opportunity in terms of what the perception is of who they are based on their net ranking, you know, through their conference. Yeah, I mean, you you look at the Big Twelve. You mentioned it, Big Ten for that matter too. It's like every game is a quad one opportunity yeah. for whoever the road team is. That's that's what it feels yeah. like anyway. Uh, all right, I know you got work to do, Jerry. Thanks so much for coming on, giving us some time. Uh, good luck tonight, and uh, and we'll talk to you on the TV side of things tomorrow. Thank you, guys. Appreciate uh, it. All right. SU Assistant Coach Jerry McNamara. And uh, with that, we will take our final time out. Uh, still time for a phone call if you want to check in at 315-437-7644. We'll wrap things up next on ESPN Radio.